What's up team? I want to talk about form versus standards, specifically in the gym. This comes up in lots of places, but I want to talk about what they are and why it matters and how it can change. So form, we hear about this all the time from people who know a lot about what they're talking about to people who don't. People are scared of form, people know form is a thing. What is form? Form is moving in the safest, most effective manner for a given exercise. Typically, the safest way to move X load. So we see this a lot. Everyone knows about lifting with your legs, not with your back, uh, not deadlifting with a curved back. It's an easy one to talk about because everyone recognizes it. You can watch someone do it well. You can watch someone do it not well. You fall down a whole YouTube rabbit hole of people deadlifting poorly, doing it with poor form. Now, why are they using poor form? That's an interesting question, and that's where I come in a lot of the time. Often, people are using poor form because one, they don't know, in which case, uh, we can do what we can to help enlighten them. For example, putting out free content, talking about it, that's one way to do it. Um, I do not uh, approve of people making fun of others lifting with poor form. Uh, I'm not a fan of it. I hate those gym fail videos and things like that. If you are recording people without their knowledge and then making fun of them, you're a bad person. Stop that. Uh, also, people often lift with poor form because they're trying to chase a standard they may not be ready for. What is a standard? A standard is this counts, this doesn't. We see this a lot in a functional fitness space. We see it a lot in a competitive space. Certainly Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, things like that. These all have standards as to when, for example, a squat counts. When does a squat count? And it varies sport by sport, organization by organization, but most people are looking for uh, at or below parallel. That is your hip crease to line up with the top of your knee or to drop below the top of your knee for below parallel. Uh, fairly easy to see, and it's there to say this counts or this doesn't. It has to be something. There has to be a standard in competition. Standards are also exist because that may be what is considered sort of optimal range of motion. We would ideally like everyone to be able to move through this range of motion with their hips and a bilateral knee flexion in terms of a squat. We would like everyone to be able to reach their arms all the way over their head so their uh, arms are in line with their ears when they have a neutral gaze. That sort of arm abduction or arm, arm extension, if you like. Standards versus form are different. Your standard, the standard for a competition, unlikely to change. Uh, occasionally, year to year, things move out. But generally, if you're clean and jerking, when you jerk, you have to catch that bar with locked out arms. If you catch it with any kind of a bend in your, in your arm and you straighten it out, it doesn't count. Did you move that huge weight from your shoulders to overhead? You sure did, but you didn't meet the standards of the sport. Did you do it with good form? Possibly. You can move with good form and not be to the standard. And that is often what we're looking for as we bring people closer to the standard, as we bring people back from injury, as we bring people out of pain, as we introduce people to a new style of training, right? Moving with good form toward the standard. So let's talk about the squat. Since we've already talked about the squat, a lot of you are fairly comfortable with this. If we get someone and we do a joint by joint assessment with them, which is what we always do, and we find out that they have some significant trouble with knee flexion, hip flexion's okay, ankle dorsiflexion isn't great, we already know that we may have some problems with the squat. So we're not going to start with a heavy bar on their back squatting ass to grass, 
We wouldn't do it. It's not responsible. Uh, if you're not doing this, if you're not assessing people, I urge you to do so. If you want to talk more about assessment, how you get into what people are like, reach out, get in touch. But with this person we just, uh, I just gave you the example of, we would most likely start them squatting to a high box, maybe with no load, maybe with front load, sort of a goblet or a, a kettlebell or a dumbbell held in front of them. Maybe they do have a bar in their back, but they're doing a high box squat with a bar in their back. Totally reasonable. We see how that moves. If they can do that with great form, keep moving through it. If their stamina is okay, we do some strength ratio testing. Then the next time we squat, perhaps we lower that box. And we're not looking for a breaking point, but we're looking for somewhere where form starts to break down. When we find that, we back off a tiny bit and hammer that place. Stay there, make it better, make them stronger there. Once they're stronger there, we continue the progression, make it lower, possibly change where the load is, maybe it becomes a front squat, load their quads up a little more, it might help them stay upright. The box gets lower, maybe they're squatting to parallel, maybe they're squatting to safety bars, lots and lots of ways to do this as we ease them down and down and down and down below parallel. You may be working on some tendon health issues here, having to do a lot of heavy eccentric work. Uh, you may just be exploring ranges of motion that are brand new to people. And remember, new ranges of motion are usually very, very weak ranges of motion. So be ready for them to go easy, even if they look tremendously strong. I don't know how many sort of, let's call them strong presenting people I've had walk in who look like they can do all kinds of things, but this movement or that movement isn't there because it's a new range of motion. It's a brand new thing for them. They may have to start out light. That's not always easy, but especially if someone looks really strong and they can do other things well, you'll likely be able to progress them through this fairly quickly. So form basically never changes. We always want certain things to be true with certain movements. I'm not going to get into an argument about knees in front of toes or things like that. There's a big gray area with form but there's many things that we generally want to be true about certain movements or certain movement patterns. Standards, rock solid for competition, likely flexible and malleable person to person. If you're working with someone, if they are not deliberately trying to compete in this sport with this particular uh, set of rules, uh, whatever it may be, uh, certainly in powerlifting, there's like 17 different federations that'll have slightly different variations as to when they call bench and things like that. If, you, if that is your concern, you need to read up, you need to be able to get to those standards. This is still a good way to do it. Progressing people from where they are to where they want to go or what may be ideal for them, most efficient, most effective, uh, they'll get the results they want. But make sure you have a path laid out, moving those standards around to get to that end range, don't just dump them in the deep end of the pool and then be surprised when they don't feel good and their knees hurt for two weeks and they don't want to talk to you again. Be responsible, think it through, know where you're going, form versus standards. All right, talk to you later, team.